Hello everyone, welcome on into this week's episode of Black Girl Brunch. My name's Iman. And I'm Sabrina. And thank you so much for tuning in. I can't tell you how happy I am each week when I get to sit in this chair and like just shoot the shit, except for last week when I wasn't happy. But oh my gosh, we were so <laughs> tired. I was like listening, re-listening. I'm like, wow, we were actually on E. We might as well have just went <laughs> and slept right in front of this mic. We were so tired. That is insane. Okay. I can't listen to that. Before. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not going to let myself get that sleepy ever again. We just got to... I mean, we had that, a rough day before that. Because we like was, I was helping you move in. And then everything was, was just fucking yeah. ridiculous. Oh, God. Then we both had to get up early the next day. Yeah, it was, it was just, insane. I mean, it's... It I can't wait until this is our full-time job. I say that all the time. But you gotta speak it into existence. Gotta speak it into existence. So if y'all niggas know somebody that can like help us, <laughs> don't be all quiet. Say something. Yes, make but- some motherfucking noise. <laughs> all right. How was your week? My week was cool. I can't believe I was off two days in a row. I just got like chills just thinking about Full it. body chills. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Oh, well, I enjoyed my time um, in my new apartment. Like, I can really say that. Like, I was inside Saturday, most of Sunday, and Monday I volunteered for a little bit, and I came right back home, and I just was knocked out. Um, yeah, it, it was just beautiful. It was so beautiful to just rest and watch, like, set it off and cook. And just, and just yeah, for a while I did get a little bit lonely, but I just had to have a talk with myself. Like, this this is your life now. You, you're alone. You stand on your own two feet. You're an adult. And it's just a phase because mm-hmm. where else you going to be? Like, if you're not in your own place, you got to be with, like, your mom and you don't want to be home. <laughs> so it's like, it's just no place is going to be completely comfortable and, and exciting all the time. Mm-hmm. But I am ultimately very, very happy to be alone. It just means I need more visitors. Yep. All right, so now it's time for our fave four. And this week, um, our fave four are four places we want to be in four years. So it doesn't have to be actual locations, just like the mindset, the space we want to be in, how we want to be doing um, in contrast to where we are today. Yep. So in four years, I would like to be, no, I will be Mm. back in New York um, working, doing what I'm supposed to be doing in my field. Um, the second thing is TV production. I want to work in TV. Like, that is, like, something I've been wanting to do since I was a kid. That's ultimately what I went to school for. Like, I just love TV. I love TV probably even way more than film. Um, also, uh, vacationing in Japan. Um, that's, like, one of my, like, dream places to go. Like, I've again, since I was a kid, I've always wanted to go to Japan, and I will definitely get there within the next four years. Also, in four years, I would like to be a master at saving. Ooh, I wanna that's a have, fucking good one. I want to have, like, that. saving down pack. And so far, I am so proud of myself. I'm doing so good. I have not touched my savings. That's amazing. No, definitely going to second that and say I want to be a master of savings because I'm just... Whatever, what's the opposite of a master? That's what I am now. <laughs> fucking flop at saving. But um, in four years, I want to be working for myself. Um, actually, I want to be working for myself by the end of this year because it's just what I'm destined to do. And I remember like four years ago, like, you know, when I graduated from college, I used to have like all these like a web of ideas. And each year, the web is getting smaller and smaller, and the vision is getting more and more clear. So I'm trusting the process. And I'm hoping that by four years, 
it'll be on some shit where I'm like, see, you just needed some time to brew these ideas, and now it makes sense. Like, mm-hmm. all that up and down was just part of the, you know, the process. Yeah. I mean, that's why I want to be in New York by the end of this year, but I'm saying four years, exactly. that's Exactly, exactly. By, by four years, it's like, yes, the wheels are turning now, but by four years, I want to be here comfortably. Yep. Like, I feel like 2019 is going to be a very uncomfortable year for me, because I want to be doing a lot of shit that's like, bitch, are you insane? It's like, um, little, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. I've been trying to tell people for a long time. And then I feel like this is the year. Remember when Arnold was like going crazy? He's like, I'm going crazy. That's how I feel. And my like, I really feel like this year people were like, bitch, are you smoking dick? I can't. Because I can't I, wait to see you snap. Yeah. I'm so hyped. Because it's happening. Like, first I'm of like, all, go funny, go funny. First of all, I rolled my own blunt this weekend. That's how you know I'm going crazy. Was it skinny? Yes. But did it work? Absolutely. You smoking crack. Yeah. I, I, I rolled my, I got desperate. I rolled my own. Because <laughs> her cousin let her straight. My cousin just gave me, like, pure weed. And you I was too spoiled. And I was like, what is this? And, like, they left me. I was there alone. And I told Sabri, <laughs> I thought about chewing the weed to get Because <laughs> I was like, I, I, don't, I don't feel like going back out to get the paper. I just chew this shit. And then I read online, and it will do absolutely nothing for you. It has to be, like, heated up and broke down, all that dumb science. So I went out, and I figured it out. I rolled it, and it was so skinny. But I did it. <laughs> I found this paper uh, that was fruit punch flavored, and I bought it, and it already had <laughs> stuff in the middle. So I that's what it. she said. That that's how it come. You supposed to take. You supposed to gut it out. I didn't know you supposed to gut it. it. She no, said no. it was stuffing well, in the middle. Well, it was stuffing in the middle. It was like a cigarello. Cigar, yeah, that's how it was supposed to be. I was very irked when I found out there was <laughs> that's stuff in there. I thought paper just came like paper. Anyway. <laughs> 2019. Yeah, when you told me that Yvonne sent me. You said stuff in the middle. I'm like, oh. <laughs> I know. And then I was like, I just went right to bed. I'm like, see, that's the type of person I am. Get high by myself and go to sleep. But um, moving on. Uh, I would also like to be pregnant for years. Rather, oh. I'm with my with a partner or by myself. Like, I just I think that in four years, that's yeah, what I, I can't do. Myself. Four years. I know that sounds crazy, but I'm in four years. Like, I I just feel like that's what I want to be. I want to be pregnant. So you on your own cheek. All right, we don't have to have a single. I thought, no, I thought we. I wanted to have kids together. We do. I, well, we will. <laughs> we will. We will have kids together. In four years, you will be ready. <laughs> You'll be ready. <laughs> You'll be ready when I'm ready. Um, <laughs> we just go to the clinic together. We like we want to have children. They're like, oh, you're a couple. You're like, no. What do you think? No. Are you listening? We want to have children together at the same time. <laughs> you psychopath. Like uh, that would really hurt. Like if one of our kids is like older than the other. Like, I don't got time just... for that shit. No. I don't got time for that. You got to be pregnant at the exact same moment. Well, guess what? Guess I got to get ready. Four years. <laughs> I got to buck up. <laughs> you got a lot of growing up to do. So um, next, I want to be I'm free from all fucks completely. Like, I definitely think I'm getting there. But oh, it took me a long sure. time not to, like, care about, like, like right now I still care about, like, what, like letting my parents down. And, like, I put their feelings over my own sometimes. I care about, like, you know, not letting people down. But I want to be completely liberated from all that. I want to give no fucks about it um by that time. Um I want to be completely free of social expectations and like I said, I'm already there for real for real. And finally, my fourth goal 
I'm trying to be yatted. I'm trying to be tattooed <laughs> the fuck up. I'm trying to be a tattooed mom, literally. Like Me too. I, I want all the tattoos and stuff because a lot of people don't understand the kind of person I am because I don't present a visual representation of who I am. Like right now, I'm so afraid to get tattoos or to dye my hair a certain color because I have a job. But like if I'm working for myself, I make the rules and I could just express. That's all I want to do is just be free to express mm-hmm. myself. Like there, I see so many people doing it and I just envy them. I'm like, I can just never be myself. In four years, I want to be myself. I just want to be happy. I want to be shit. I want to be myself happy tomorrow. But by four years, <laughs> I should definitely be there. All right, now it's time to toast for assists. And I don't even think I, wrote, I ran this by you, but this week I wanted to toast for a rapper who's 11 years old. Her name is That Girl Lele. <laughs> yeah, and- I would say you did not run it, but I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we decided, but I definitely I, agree. But listen, Lele is an 11 year old rapper. Um, she's repping um Houston and Atlanta, and she recently became the youngest female rapper to be signed to a label. Because I feel like we have a lot of uh boys that are signed young, mm-hmm. like um Lil Romeo, Lil Bow Wow, and Sammy. I mean, Bow had I mean Lil Little Lil what? Romeo had no choice because his dad. His dad was just like yeah, you no gotta. limit shoulder. Sh- I said shoulder, no limit shoulder, <laughs> no, no limit. limit sh- Soldier. <laughs> well, she's the youngest uh, female rapper, and she's really you know doing her thing. I don't. I think it was called Empire Records, okay. but I really, really do not know. But she does have an um, album out called The Cheat Code, and <laughs> I I listened to it at first like as a joke, but listen, she really becoming at people next. Like I just wrote a <laughs> quote down, and she said. The the song goes one two three. You're not it. Even if I tag you, you're not it. Wow. What? That's a fucking read. What? Like she has a song about bullying and about how like people need to stop focusing on her and get mad at her for being fly because they can't do their math and like. <laughs> She get fly, she get drippy, she get spiffy. And I'm like, yes. Yeah. Like, a lot of people arguing, like, it. is it Nicki Minaj? Is it Cardi B? The whole time, <laughs> it's that girl, Lele. T. Period. Y'all lost. Y'all lost. And you might have seen her on Instagram because she's rapping in her dad's front seat and her dad is, like, hyping her up. I love that. I like, love that. If your kids are expressing to you that they like something, just dive in and just <laughs> groom it. I really like that when she really say some hot shit and her dad, like, go crazy. He's like, yeah. <laughs> like, at the, at everything she do, he just busts out laughing. I'm like, how can you not laugh at this sassy-ass child? And she's so adorable. She's very... That's what I like. I'm like, encourage girls to be sassy because a lot of times... Every time a girl's like a little sassy, they're like, she too grown. And her dad is just like truly, truly uplifting her. Check her out. Mm-hmm. That girl, Lele. All right. Now it's time for tea time. So Tiana Taylor and uh, Iman Shumpert have been in the news again. And my thing is, I kind of wish she never even said anything about that threesome. Because I know. Because that gives people am- Like, first of all, y'all are haters. And y'all just mad that y'all can't... Because I feel like they for real, for real, the type of couple that, like, is no jealousy. Like, when she said... I'm not, she said, I'm sorry. I'm not the type of bitch to get mad because my man put hard eyes under somebody's picture. Yeah. Like, also, he, she had a baby in the picture. How did y'all take him putting hard eyes under a baby picture to that being his baby? Or I think she, he put hard eyes under the maternity picture, right? Yeah. So, how do y'all get so, that? So, the, the story is there's a, um, she a, she a porn star, yeah. right? There's a porn star, and Iman Shumper put hard eyes under her picture, and somehow the blogs got, um, got that. Oh wow, Iman and Tiana were having a threesome and somehow the woman is pregnant. And a lot of like women who 
again, pie belly bitches in the shade room. <laughs> well, what you think? If you let your man have a threesome, what you like, first of all, y'all are so mad you're not sexy. So like, that's mad. all. It's so many girls. And also, the, the shade room didn't even post it. No, they I did knew, not. That's, that's also, because first of all, it sounds fake to me anyway, because nobody had a source. People just was making jokes on Twitter. And I feel like, especially with kids involved and stuff, I'm like, that shit is not funny. Like, that hurt my they want Tiana. To, uh, they want Tiana Taylor to suffer for being liberated with her man so bad, so bad. I'm like, I'm sorry. Like they obviously, are no couple is perfect, but they just having fucking fun. Yeah, and I think that they want like there's a such thing as being cool girl when you let your man have threesomes because you just want to be that bitch. Yeah. But there's a person like Tiana Taylor who I really feel like was always interested in in just being the sexiest person she could be like really sexually liberated always exploring and there are women like that mm-hmm. like stop believing that every woman is just doing something to please her man some of us like to have fun too believe it or not exactly because like when i like girls and it's never for the entertainment of a nigga because first of all half the time i'll be like it's studs yeah. <laughs> so nigga gonna get mad when i fucking pull up with a stud in the bedroom. As a replacement <laughs> yeah. for you not in conjunction with you yeah exactly so a lot of people don't do stuff for like the consumption of men and y'all are mad about that like I was so mad that they did this to Tiana Taylor and I was mad that they did that to the I'm sorry I don't know her name but the girl that's a porn star because yeah. she was like this was a she was like we're friends she was like and I had this child with somebody that I was in a relationship with yeah so I guess they thought that because Tiana Taylor deleted her Instagram it must have been because she's so embarrassed but she took to Twitter to say one, I've never touched that girl. I've never seen slash touched that girl in my life. Two, my page is gone because I'm upset at Def Jam for not dropping the work that pussy video on time per usual. Three, it's really sad when lies are entertained so much more than the truth. And four, <laughs> Iman is not dumb. He knows how to kill him in the story. <laughs> so, you know, I see her put this, right? The shade room shares it i saw somebody in the comment go sound like a cover-up to me i'm like so this is the number one her third point it's really sad the lies are entertained so much more than the truth y'all don't want to hear the truth it don't even matter sometimes it's not even a worth address this is proof to me that it is not worth addressing people when they got it in their mind that they want to hear what you see iman never say anything he was like i didn't even want to address this but i guess he was like since there's a kid involved i'm gonna say something like you know exactly and like i am the number one person that always think men are evil yeah I, i'm always on not on the man's side but i'm like leave him the fuck alone exactly and also like what he was saying hasn't he proven himself enough to be totally in love with his wife totally in love with his family if anybody watched the show they would know that he was the one who was like i want more time with my wife like it is totally possible for somebody to be like that especially when their needs are being met like also and they're just happy in their relationship y'all are sick because since tiana taylor deactivated her instagram people was coming to iman's to harass him and i'm like y'all are fucking sick and like this man was saying i'm the one who helped her through all this shit y'all don't have to come and beat me up and and in honor of my wife, I'm the one who helped her produce this bomb shit. Like, I'm standing by her side. I'm her support system. I'm giving her ideas. So I'm like, y'all really don't know y'all place. And, like, again, with the social media warriors, calm the fuck down. Like, y'all attacking, like, this one woman, her pregnancy is supposed to be one of the best times of her life. Mm-hmm. And here y'all go making a scandal. And if she wasn't in the... uh 
porn industry, yep. it wouldn't have been this big of a nope. deal. Y'all just love being like, oh, 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 look at this trashy mess. And, and the it's thing like, is, and y'all she's just out here, yes, and getting please. dogs out. Exactly. Like, leave this woman alone and let her enjoy her pregnancy. Please. And leave Tiana Taylor alone. And fuck Def Jam, by the way. They exactly. always are upset. Because I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see them. Did it, a video, I, did it come out? No, even? I don't think it came out yet, but they always making her look stupid. Like I said, she need to delete Kanye West completely because she stayed by his side when he went on that insane frenzy last year. Yep. And I'm sorry, if you stayed on, on his side because of that, this should be proof that, no, let that, let that nigga go. Let him go completely. So leave Tiana Taylor alone. That's how I feel. Um, I thought this was really funny. And again, sorry, Sabrina. I really didn't go through any of this. <laughs> I'm just here. I'm, I'm like, sorry. I'm bouncing off. I don't uh, we care. had the whole car ride to talk about <laughs> it, but we just bitched the whole time and complained. But Kamar, well, this will be exciting for you too, because Kamarly Sim has gotten into a fight in a parking lot. Did you <laughs> no, I love Kamarly so I love fucking fucking Kamarly Simmons. Kamarly <laughs> Simmons. Her. Reminds me a lot about myself, like how she gets smart <laughs> with people. And I'm like, yo, this is something that I would do. One, have like three different husbands and have a baby, like have have all these different baby dads and have these niggas getting along with each other, doing Pollyanna and shit for Christmas. Like that, like, okay, icon number one. Number two, apparently the fight was over a parking space. Okay. So <laughs> last week in a FedEx store, this is TMZ reporting this. Um uh, it got physical over a parking lot, and ap- apparently, uh, Kamar Lee and a woman argue, got into a shoving match, and then Kamar Lee took off. <laughs> Can you picture her going off? Yeah. Did you remember her mugshot when she got caught with weed? <laughs> no. And she was like real smug in her mugshot. No. Like, yeah, I fucking did it. No, but I just remember she used to be getting real smart and nasty with people on her Life in a Fast Lane reality show. I love that show. Me too. I love that her kids... It's Life in a Fab Lane before somebody comes at you. Oh, you know I don't be... <laughs> I make up everything, so... she. I mean, because I feel like it's the truth that she had a reality show, so if I don't know the name... But that's not how fast. But she was in the fast. She was in the fast lane, though. <laughs> Clearly, she got into the fast lane when she ran away from this fucking FedEx. But the cops were called by the other lady, and Kamara Lee Simmons called the cops on her and pressed charges as well. So they pressed charges on each other. I love that. I love when rich people fight because this is going to show you that like you still gonna get tried. Like people think that once you make a certain amount of money, like you don't yeah. slap the shit out of people. That's not how it works. I mean, you got more to lose, yes, but you also have more to pay. So yeah. you could just be like, fuck it. That was worth That's it. That's what I would do. I would honestly tell my accountant, I'd be like, give me, put away trouble money. He's like, what? I was like, just, just do it. Just do it. That's my trouble money. Both of us. And also, like, anybody who has ever had to fight or get into something on in the parking lot, People are maniacs on the road. They are. They are. And if somebody do some dumb shit, like pull into a spot that you were about to get into, and they had something smart to say, especially once they realize you're Kamar Lee, like, oh, yeah, it might a shoving match might happen. A shoving match might happen. I really want to talk about that. Like, different accounts you should have. Mad money, so when, like, your partner ever get mad, you don't got to ask them for nothing. Ooh. Trouble money. And then fun money. Fun money, money um, and money that you cannot touch no match or what. Yep, but so you got to have a savings account that you save for saving. specific things. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm saving for a house. I'm saving for a trip. Or and, just in general. But then you got to have a savings that you be like, no, 
my life savings. Yeah. This is for when shit hits the fan. And I want that shit in cash. But my too. mom taught me about mad money. Yeah. <laughs> mad money is so important. So fucking important. Oh my God. Cause nothing like being like, babe, um, can you um Nope. Can you um and they be like, now you talking to me. You gonna <laughs> you gonna have a I eat boo boo face. <laughs> Um, next we're going to talk about Cardi B versus Tommy Loren. Wow. Uh, a beef that I never knew I needed until recently. <laughs> when she, she said, I will dog walk you. I really want to see that shit. That is so I just picture hilarious. her dragging the fuck out of her. When you say you're going to dog walk somebody, that's like, bitch, do you even understand? <laughs> you won't even know how the collar got around your neck. I hate bitches like, uh, Tommy Loren who fucking just talk, talk, I ain't talk. Lauren or Loren. I think it's Lauren. Because whatever you say, who gives a fuck? Like Wale no, said, Tammy. Tammy. <laughs> that's what Ima, that's why I call because I almost call her Tammy. Yeah, I be want to call her Tammy so bad. But um, Cardi B says, all you Trump supporters should work for free while the government is shut down to show your support. Um, facts. I agree. Because here they are approaching their second pay period is- with no money. But a lot of niggas got something to say about how it was worth it. It is not worth it. Okay, not, it is not but worth it. Here's the thing: say whatever you want, but the thing is, Trump did exactly what he doing exactly what he said he was going to do. Mm-hmm. Exactly, act a damn fool, no matter who's affected. Yeah. Um, so uh, Tammy goes, looks <laughs> like at Cardi B is the latest genius political mind to endorse the Democrats. Ha! Keep it up, guys. So again, trying to insult her intelligence as if she like bitch. Didn't you just get fired for saying you like birth control? <laughs> because you a conservative network. Yeah, you and, and you're endorsing Trump, and you really want to talk about mind games? Okay, so Cardi B intelligently responded, "Leave me alone. I will dog walk you." <laughs> I don't know why "leave me alone" is funny. <laughs> like, don't even fucking start. And. <laughs> This got over 2K uh, retweets, which I've never... That's a lot. That's a lot of people who want to dog walk Tammy. Oh, yeah, for sure. So then she goes... um, Tammy goes, I'm sure you will. Still doesn't make your political rambling any less moronic. Hashtag build the wall. Like, I don't know what... what, Why this bitch thinks she's smart. I really don't. She... Also, people who get off on trolling at a big age, like, you want to be an internet troll at your big age, seek fucking help. And who, like, I don't know why white people get to decide what's moronic and what's not. Like, I really don't. Like, the fact that y'all don't use seasoning is moronic (laughs) to me. So, like, are we really going to sit here and talk about, like, y'all are not the gatekeepers of what is smart or not because y'all niggas move so fucking dumb. So just stop. But then Cardi B goes, you're so blinded with racism that you don't even realize the decisions the president you root for is destroying the country you claim to love so much. You are a perfect example of no matter how educated or smart you think you are, you still a sheep. So her publicist did a great job writing that for her because, you know, I feel like Cardi B say how she feel and they be all right, so this is what we're going to say instead. And also, because I feel like Cardi B probably just be like, bitch, I slapped the shit. Like, that's true. And so I would I. Would, so would I. But also, I like what she said. When some some other Trump supporter tried to say something about, oh, are you going to pay for my, my health care? Yeah, she was like, actually, I am because I'm paying $4 million of taxes this year. Yeah. I love that. Love that energy because people want to be like, oh, you moron. But I'm paying for a lot of y'all shit. And also, with my Cardi taxes. B is somebody that's very good with money. Yeah, and she been she been talking about shit that's on her mind from the beginning. So why 
it got to stop at politics. People don't have to have a certain IQ to be able to be involved in something that affects them every single day. If they're like, right, because I'm she's not wrong. But even if you're not right, you still got the right to do it. You have the right to talk mm-hmm, about politics, sure. but it's still affecting you. As yeah. a matter of fact, sometimes the stupider you are, the poorer you are, it affects you the most. Yeah, so even if I don't agree with you, I'm never going to say, bitch, why are you talking? Like, because it's the fucking country. What I, if you don't talk I about nothing? If you don't talk about nothing, <laughs> Nothing else with your dumb ass. Make sure you t- you know a little bit about the politics. And if you're wrong, I'm still going to read you for being wrong, but I'm not going to be like, you shouldn't be had the right to talk. Like, what the fuck else do you talk about? I say you don't have the right to talk about nobody's business that don't affect you. Oh, yeah, that. But you know what? We do it every week <laughs> on this show. But I think it becomes something else. It becomes something else when you adding people and, and writing them think pieces. Like, all right, listen, we casually talk about how this shit relates to bigger, bigger problems. I'm not going to be fucking dedicating my life, staying up at night about y'all problems. And on the fact, I got my own shit to deal with that you don't even care about. All right. Well, that's that on that. Um, Moving into breakups and break-ins. Kofi, Cerebo, and... Ducky thought are back together. Wow. That was weird. That just goes to show you that light skin is a mentality. Because that was a life... <laughs> These are the blackest niggas in the game. And that was a light-skinned breakup and bring it back together. I was just like, you know what? I really didn't like that. I'm be honest with you. I was I had all my eggs. You I, was talking all I was shit. very I'm be honest with you. That didn't I just uh, didn't feel that. I didn't see it coming. Them getting back together because niggas was talking about cheating and fuckboys. I'm like, oh, this is nasty and I love them both, but it's over. <laughs> so back to uh, drooling over this fine-ass chocolate man. And then they just casually show up at Paris Fashion Week. I'm like, sometimes I do be wanting to know who talks Smiling first. That's ear to ear. I know I said I don't like being in people's business, but I be wanting to know how shit get back together. Oh, he definitely I, probably said that first. I, I picture him being like, hope you doing well. <laughs> Some regular ass or nigga he, shit. Or he like, oh, wrong, wrong text. <laughs> yeah, but how you doing? How you feeling? And she probably was, she probably wanted him to say something so bad and was like, you know what? Because that's how I be. <laughs> when, like, I really want a nigga to say something and they actually do, I be like, fine. You? You be, oh, that's what's up. <laughs> <laughs> they just really smiling from ear to ear They like, yeah, I saw you was looking good and whatever. <laughs> Happiest shit you getting attention from that nigga. <laughs> you be like, let me fucking... You be wanting to be petty, but you but I know the wrong move would really send this nigga, then it'll be my responsibility to reach out again. And I'm not doing that, so... <laughs> you be fucking taking it. Tread lightly. Yeah, but you, like, and it's so hard, because I feel like I be having, like... You know how Hercules can, like, lift rocks up? I be feeling like Hercules be trying to lift my mouth to say something petty. And I be like, mm-hmm, yeah, that's nice. Yeah, yeah, I'm cool. I hope you're doing well, too. And my mom be like, nigga, worry about the mother bitches or what they do. <laughs> that's who the fuck you left me for. Who the fuck you was talking about you was getting married to this year? But I be like, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> Well, okay. <laughs> Next uh, couple, which is really, I just got a lot to say about this. Um, Playboy Cardi and Iggy Azalea were posted up. Triggered. I never been so. I've. I'm so fucking triggered. Also, I was thinking about this today while I was brushing my teeth. Wow. Um. They all, all these niggas is hoes. So yeah. you know, she used to mess with ASAP. She had an ASAP tattoo. She used to mm. fuck with ASAP Rocky. Were they like engaged? I think so. Mm. And now. She with Playboy Cardi, and Playboy Cardi is friends with ASAP. 
and they just no was at Yams Day. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> don't warn us the next time you say Yams Day. I know it's ASAP Yams, but I was like, what? <laughs> no, that's your mind. But <laughs> Yams Day. But anyway, um, <laughs> they was he was there, and I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You're a fucking goofy goober. I'm sorry. But anyway, um, I just was like, y'all all hoes. Yeah, no, seriously. And okay, I like actually wrote down notes because I wanted to make sure I just did not get any of this together. First of all, like Playboy Cardi just don't give a fuck who he with. He don't. Like he'll post up with anybody. Yeah. And that's exactly why he got um found guilty on them charges. <laughs> like he like assaulted like his butt chore bus driver. <laughs> and I'm like, well, keep fucking with with, with, with people with these hoes and your mind ain't never gonna be right and then Iggy Azalea I'm like okay date your kind alright date your kind I don't have no problem with like interracial relationships from time to time but when it's a trend and when somebody just never date their own race I'm like alright what is going on with you like if there's a black woman <laughs> who just only dates white men I'm like have you you're not even trying your own race like yeah. what's wrong with your own and race and also I'm like y'all niggas Really be like him silicone to saline, but which is we been new, but like Iggy Azalea is what without that, I see nothing exactly. I'm like, she, I did see not nothing. Have, she didn't have those fillers, she didn't have that butt that moon, she didn't have it, she would just translucent, be, exactly. and I'm just like, oh my god, like, can you see what does she talk about? Boom to the cat, boom to the cat. <laughs> And I'm like, that's that. the bitch that you decided to be to be with. The one that was like, boom to the cat head, he that. That's the bitch that you going to public with. She said, Solid. never turn down nothing. <laughs> I will never fucking forget that thing. I'm like, yo, and that made you look like a clown. Everybody know how much I love Playboy Cardi. Keep saying how you love that. <laughs> Got the whole world in it. Like, that's come on, that hillbilly <laughs> Australian bullshit. Like, I'm just, I'm floored. I am floored at the amount of niggas. First of all, you already know as a nigga, when you step out with somebody like a Iggy Azalea, you are trading in your down for the cause pass. When mm-hmm. you when you fuck with Iggy Azalea and when you fuck with Kim Kardashian, yep. you already know what the black community going to think about mm-hmm. you. So these niggas who, just, who are just so thirsty for some white cakes, I'm just like, wow. Somebody give I them think, a fucking dose before they die. I feel like Please Cardi, give them some like white coochie. I feel like his type was just... Silicone saline. I feel like his type is like vibe. That's his type. And I'm just so sick of it. It's like, listen, Mero from Jesus and Mero, love him. He got himself a white wife. And I don't say nothing. Like, it's it's not about having a partner that's like a different race. It's about being like, oh, shit. Like, you look at them together. They really match and mesh. And you yeah. can tell the chemistry is right. Same with Jordan Peele and his, you know, yeah, his woman. Funny. Same with Serena Williams and her man. It's like, yo, it's not about dating outside your race. It's about having tunnel vision. And like, it gets out. You go find you a white man, okay? Because <laughs> it's not working with these rappers anyway, clearly. Yeah. Not. Also, just a quick thought. I saw t- 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 apparently people think Mario. I'm about to say Mariah and Tanache. <laughs> Mario and Tanache are a thing. I guess they were out having lunch together. But Next case. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not discussing this. <laughs> I'm just not. <laughs> Let's go. Damn, you had to fuck him up like that. But you're right. There's nothing more. 
Yeah. All right. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm moving almost, on. It. I Fuck it. Fell asleep. And just talk about it. I know that it made me uncomfortable, but I felt like I, it just popped in my mind that song. And somebody said something like two careers that need to be saved, and I was just like, "Well, Mario just had a really nice mixtape, but we'll just mind our business." Two negatives that. make a positive, I guess. But. Rob Kardashian and Alexis <laughs> Scott. Speaking of, what did they call him? They said he the. Uh, yeah, look. <laughs> He's the original look. They said my man was a fucking look. He a lick in a baseball cap. That is a shame. That nigga is a fucking daddy. A walking, talking lick. And I, but you know what? I feel like he knows. I fuck him. But at the end of the day, he like, well, if you want to be a lick, you might as well fuck bad bitches. And like, all right, he got through a piece of shit. But one thing he said, somebody said to him, like, you know these girls using you, right? And he was like, as long as they use me. Damn. And I'll never forget that. Yeah, as long as they using you. Like, come on. He, he I really was... about to fuck around with this shit. Raw. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, that was so disgusting. This nigga really a fucking lick. That really fucking sent me. Oh, my God. So she said something about how she loved Rob. And next thing you know, this he was at her house for dinner. Uh, cooking a meal for him. <laughs> but Alexa. Good night. <laughs> He his sisters is like, oh my god, like, so embarrassing. I got now we got and they be scared. I feel like it's hard when you scared of the bitches that <laughs> when you scared of the bitches that taking advantage of your brother. Like I'm just trying to picture that. Like if fucking Remy Ma was using my brother, I'd be like, oh, could you uh, maybe uh stop? Like a bitch that like, went to jail. She like or what? A bitch. What did she do? She shot or stabbed somebody. She uh, she shot her her best friend. She went to jail over like she went to jail. So like like somebody like Remy Ma, somebody you know like can fight. Let's talk like running a fucking scam on your brother. You be like shit. This nigga gonna because Alexis said she seemed crazy as fuck. Yeah, she seemed like nothing <laughs> will get in the way of her and her bag. Because she seemed like also if she, even if you beating her up, she won't stop fighting. It's like but anyway the bag. <laughs> like she seemed obsessed with the bag yeah. so those two are a thing all right moving into the sunken place and this week um we wanted it's no particular person in the sunken place but uh, we wanted to talk about people who do not respect black children um for being children mm-hmm. like i've been seeing so many videos on the internet <laughs> recently where when a black child maybe act out in public, they could be wrong. They could not be wrong. But the way that a person responds, sometimes a black person or a person of color, some, but mostly white people, they respond like they just like some savages on the street. And I'm like, why do we treat children like that? Especially black children. Like, we black kids never really get a chance to be kids. Ever. Like, you know, like, you always like, oh, you too smart, you too grown, this, that, and third, blah, blah. Because I remember when I was in middle school, like, I never, like, it's not that I felt like I was a grown woman. It's not until I got older and I seen other kids be 15 and be, I'm like, yo, that's really a kid. Because mm-hmm. when I was that age, I didn't really feel like a kid. Me neither. Because the way I was, like, sexualized, like, I'll never forget. This is when, like, when we were in high school, this is when people stopped wearing pants and started wearing tights as pants. Yeah. And our uniform shirt, like, came down, like, you know, in the back, like, where it, like, you know, covered your butt. And I was wearing tights and my uniform shirt. And one of this bitch that worked in the hallway wasn't even, I don't even know what her (laughs) job description was, just a bitch, fat bitch in the hallway. Um... Shout out to you, Danielle. Damn. With your fucking 
shortcut cat yeah. tear away. Anyway, because she made me feel bad about myself. Mm-hmm. She um she said something like she literally said to me, "You can't wear that like the other girls." I know, and I, I oh and my that God. just upset me so bad, and I felt so crazy about my body, and like I just like. I just never felt like I was a kid. Like, that's why, like, I love, like, JoJo Siwa so much. Like, she's 15, and people on the internet, like, even though she's not a black child, she a kid, people be like, she's too old to be acting like that, 15 and stuff like that. And, like, me, as somebody that's 26 now, I'm like, yo, looking back, like, that's really a fucking kid. Yeah, you like, got a whole 15 life to is, be an adult. Is, yeah, exactly. And, like, I feel like I never really got a chance to feel, like, like child just like that because of the way my body was or like mm-hmm. the way you know I looked like people automatically like thought I was like you know grown like people have always been saying stuff about my body since I was like in middle exactly. school exactly it's like, like stop like when this boy was like smacking my butt and like I snapped on him I like whooped his ass because my mom told me to yeah. um the teacher like made me feel some type of way for it. Like, like why don't you just take that? Why yeah. don't you just take it? Or, like, you're not supposed to behave like that. Like, you know, what would God say if he saw you acting like that? I'm like, and I'm probably like, would give me a fucking high five <laughs> because I Exactly. And I'm like, I was in middle school when it happened. Like, I had to be, like, sixth grade, sixth and seventh grade. And I'm like, I'm already being, like, sexualized because my butt was, like, you know, getting bigger and, like, my hips was, like, forming. I was hitting puberty. You were thick. Yeah, I was mm-hmm. thick. And, like, just people just didn't let me have that. Like, you know, I mm-hmm. just had to be like, oh, she grown already. Like, you know? yeah, like my body type don't change the fact that I'm 12. And like re- the same thing with those like the R. Kelly, the R. Kelly situation. Mm-hmm. Like people were like, yeah, you know, them girls was fast. I'm like, yep. they were 15. Exactly. They were 15 years old. And they don't they don't even get the option to be fast and to play back. Like I just feel like the way people frame like like black girls, women in general, but like black girls, they be like, mm-hmm. It's just like no type of empathy, no type of you don't get to uh, be innocent insight on the psyche or like what where they are mentally, where mm-hmm. they can't even you know, think about how to handle this in an adult way. And I've also been listening to this podcast, which was fantastic. I binge-watched, binge-listened to the whole thing. It's called The Atlanta Monster. Mm. Um, It kind of covers the Atlanta murders, which I didn't even know about, in the uh, late 80s, uh, late 70s, early 80s. It's when 30 boys from Atlanta were just found strangled, and the girls, a few girls, were just found strangled and dead amongst the city. So there was a killer going through um, Atlanta and the delay was just intense. And I was just listening to one of their former mayors. I think his name was Kareem something. And he was saying that there was a delay. Okay. There was a delay when these reports started um, about, you know, these children being murdered and had it been a white child, Mm -hmm. not to say that, it would have just been handled because that there are plenty of cases with that are unsolved involving white children. But it's to say that delay, it wouldn't have had, had to take so much outrage yeah. before they were there. Like it shouldn't even, ha- it shouldn't even cross your mind. Like people just do not feel the same way about like black children. They do not feel the same way about these Mexican children no. at the border. They do not feel the same way. Like I know we started this conversation talking about black people, but I just also want to talk about how there are children at the border who are dying from the fucking flu. Yeah. Okay. And this fucking Cheeto and 
in charge has a nerve to say that, oh, the reason why they're dying is because their parents just didn't care about their health and, and took them across the border. No, the reason why they're dying is because they had basic flu symptoms and they were ignored because there's no one who gives a shit about them. Mm-hmm. A child who has the flu is usually dehydrated, is usually coughing, is usually grogging, and anybody who gives a fuck about them notices that. Yeah. Y'all didn't notice because y'all don't value their lives. Don't at all. Y'all don't value their lives. I'm so... Like, when I see a child, it don't matter what the situation is, who their parent is, I automatically feel for them because I know that there is no damn way they can advocate for themselves. Exactly, and, like, speaking on that, so when, um, like, this summer when I worked um, the summer camp, before I went to the summer camp, people was telling me that it's this one girl in the camp, oh, she's fast, she's this, that, and the third, blah, blah, blah. When I met her, she ended up being, like, one of my favorites. And, like, I was worried about her because I – she did say stuff that was, like, you know, like, we was in the playground. And this, like, she, like, 13 years old. And she's, like, they won't let me smoke. And, like, she was saying all this, like, you know, stuff that would be considered, like, you know, grown. And I'm then I hear about her family life. And I'm, like, okay, it makes sense. She don't even live with her parents. Yeah. She's probably acting out right now who's, like, you know, nobody has an eye on her. She's probably sneaking out the house. She's, you know, and people were saying she's had, like, miscarriages and all this stuff like that. And, like, the way the, the the grown people that the teachers that I was meeting with was talking about her was making it seem like she's this, she's crazy. And when I met her, I'm like, I just felt so you upset for her. Child. And I, like, had her write something, like, write a story. And, like, she was writing. And, like, it was, like, really sad and I be thinking about her like so much, like now, like I like, like a few days, like sometimes like, I just think about her, like I hope she's okay because she had to be three oh two, um, like the week before, like the last week, right? And I was just like really worried about her, and like it just made me mad. Like the teacher who was telling me all the you know insight or the tea about this kid was a white. Woman. Yeah, and it's like, but and you as like, an adult should feel so fucking sick for gossiping about a child. Yeah. Like, you gossiping about a child. Like, why don't you afford them that same, you know, sympathy that you might have given to another child who's going through something traumatic? Like, exactly. you, they never do that. They never do that. It's like, you always have to, and uh, unfortunately, you don't grow out of this. Like, mm-hmm. as a, a black person, you always have to fight and reveal and show people the unfairness and the trauma that you've gone through to get a little piece of deserved Mm -hmm. sympathy to get a little break to get the foot off your neck just a tiny bit Mm -hmm. and it's like sometimes a lot of people don't have the tools to do that because they don't even understand that they're being traumatized yep a lot of people don't understand that what i went through was unhealthy because they never have anything to compare to everybody that they everybody in their life is has a shitty upbringing too exactly so it's not until you if you even get a chance to see life outside of what you're dealing with, then you have to start a campaign for yourself. You have to advocate for yourself. So I'm making my mission to try to advocate for children, especially um, black children or at-risk children, because mm-hmm. there's so many people in the world who, if they won't exploit them, they'll take advantage of them. Yeah, that's why I, like, tried to help as much as I could, like, you know, while I was there. And I do miss them. And, like, you know, I had to, like, you know, move on because, like. For yourself. Yeah, for myself, financial. And it was just, like, emotionally draining. Like, you know, it was, like, my first year I got really close with this girl who the teacher labored her 
labels her as annoying. And I f- found out that she had um, ADD and she had been molested. And she would always be with me. She didn't want to be with any of the male teachers because she didn't feel comfortable, right? You know, around them because of what happened to her. But I'm like, you telling me, you coming in, you like, oh, she's annoying. Nobody, you know, people can't stand her. All I did for that child was separate her from the rest of the kids. Had gave her her own personal project, and she was quiet. Yeah, sometimes people need some something a little bit special, and especially when kids like when black kids have like behavior disorders. Like a lot of people, especially white teachers, don't know how to help them. Like, right, and they they try to become pseudo psychologists. Like they told my little brother that he had autism. My mom was like. How the fuck you, you on your minimum wage ass salary going to diagnose my son? You not clinical. Where, how he got autism? Like, and let me get this straight. There's nothing wrong with having autism. Yeah. But you don't get a chance to diagnose somebody for having autism just because you feel like they do. Yeah. Just because he doesn't listen to you because he can sense that you're fake as fuck. Yeah. Like, so my mom, she started, my mom went off. She was like, who did you have him talk to to diagnose him with that? Because number one, I didn't give anybody permission to, you know, examine him. Number two, I didn't give, I didn't have any talks about, you know, maybe a possible diagnosis. Mm-hmm. So y'all hippies sat around and decide that that's what he has. When in reality, my little brother did, did have a behavioral disorder. Like that is true. Yeah. But he did not have autism. And my mom could have definitely put him into some type of, therapy that he didn't need possibly even have put him on a different a type of medication is that they really think that they know everything so it's like stop trying to rob black children when you do not understand them and when you do not understand them stay the fuck from away from them until you decide that you want to take time to learn because the resources are there to me it was so like I personally, like, growing up with kids who had ADD, like, me also, like, from the teachers telling me that I had ADD, the smart thing for me to do as an adult, like, the teacher, I thought that separating her, like, I saw that every time she was with the boys or whatever, they, or other people, they'd be arguing, 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 and she would, like, not focus. So I'm like, okay, you separate her from this person yeah. give her her own pro- that's you, another you thing give a fuck. teachers yeah a lot of teachers in general are lazy and mm-hmm. they don't want to the thing is okay i know a lot of teachers don't get paid a lot but a lot of, you go in knowing that and you're supposed to do it out of your heart like you supposed it's, to that's do one it. of those jobs you can't just be there for mm-hmm. the money you can't, you can't just you can't you can't you have to do it because you really care and my Same thing is exactly the thing is i care way too much um, and I was like after school art teacher and I was like, okay, she's bickering with these kids. She don't get along with these kids, separate them, make it my mission to give her a separate project and then integrate the other kids that can work together. What you give do them when you their value project. somebody. What you do when you value somebody. I just, I don't know. It makes me sick sometimes. Just like looking on the news. Like I was watching this video of like this lady arguing with these kids and somehow like it turned into like a man pulling out a gun on them. I'm like, who pulls out a fucking gun on children? Yeah. Like, who does that? Be, oh, okay, because you see them as monsters. Exactly. We never get a chance to be innocent. Mm, 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 mm. Fucking fix it. All right, moving on into common sense, sis. Uh, this week, we're talking about goals and saying them out loud and, you know, working through them. Just becoming... um 
at peace with your goals is very difficult these days. Like, Mm -hmm. we talk about this all the time when your career can just make you feel like you owe your nine to five every single thing. But you are not on earth to fulfill that purpose. And you have to take some time to listen to yourself and decide, what do I want to do? Mm-hmm. Every time, your goal may not be with your 9 to 5. There are a lot of people who are actually happy with their 9 to 5, and their goal is to own a home one day. Some people's goal is to, you know, have a family or to go back to school and get that degree. But it all starts with saying the goal out loud mm-hmm. and realizing that whatever you think is an obstacle is fucking made up. Yep. We make up, I'm going to go ahead and say confidently, 75% of our obstacles because some obstacles are real like oh I have a child so yeah. I have to watch how I spend my money or I don't have the money for a house right now or I don't have a credit score for a house right now so I have to really really take my time to get it done but like with my um obstacles it's like darn I don't want to let this person down because you know I just I'm gonna look like I'm inconsistent or I'm gonna look like I don't know what I'm doing or I don't want to let my dad down because you know I'm gonna look like I don't know what I'm doing and at the end of the day, when I'm unhappy, those people don't, they can't do Looking anything at, for me. Yeah, exactly. You are with, your you have you, and you got to sleep in, you made your bed and you got to lie in it. Exactly. And they you, not even making a bed for you. No, and also people are, if, if it makes people happy for you to be unhappy, what kind of people you got in your circle? Tuh. Like, what kind of people do you have in your circle Tee. is, if it, you just, you're, Going to find find out your lane is a burden to them. Mm-hmm. You had your fucking time. And if you chose to clock in for 30 years, good for you. I'm definitely not throwing shit on that. That is an achievement to hold a job down for 30 years. Yeah, because I can't imagine. But if I don't want to do it, I got to do something just to make you feel better. And that's taking it away from stuff. Because some people are gung-ho about stuff. Like, some people don't mind getting up and, like, you know, going to the office and stuff. And that's fine. Oh, yeah. You work with passionate people every day. And I never understand. And it's not my current job. So, you know, if anybody listening, they know where I work. It has nothing to do with them. It's a me thing. Yeah. it's This is very personal. It it don't matter where I go. I can work for Beyonce. It's still not going to change the fact that. I have personal goals that mm-hmm. I'm never going to feel satisfied until they are satisfied. And you can look, sometimes I look at that like a burden because I'm never happy. But then I'm like, okay, but it's, it might be just God forcing you not to get comfortable with what's in front of you. Yep, that's how I feel. And like me, my thing is my spending habits. Like looking at like the stuff that I just throw away, like money on. And I'm just like, you know what? I can definitely cut down on this. And I can save, and I know I'll be able to be where I want to be in no time. Yeah. Like, I definitely need, that's something that I definitely change, and I'm definitely working through, and I'm like, my spending habits, that's what it is. Yeah, and also, it's like, you got to have tunnel vision to um, achieve goals. Mm -hmm. But I'm starting to realize that I used to think tunnel vision was just looking really hard at what's in front of me Mm -hmm. and not realizing I need to change my whole view. Mm -hmm. I need to look out of a different window and start placing in front of me what I want to see. Because if you just have tunnel vision, the target is going to be set by somebody else. Yep. And your tunnel vision is going to be a family. Your tunnel vision is going to be a home. Your tunnel Mm -hmm. vision is going to be a promotion at your job. And there's nothing wrong with all these things. But if that's not your plan... And you got your tunnel vision set on just what's outside the window. You have to be like, yo, okay, let me just re 
do this whole fucking scene mm-hmm. and I'm placing what I want to be in front because I just I just can't do it anymore. And as much as I do not agree with Kanye West, you know, and his ideas, I definitely feel like I understand when people go a little bit crazy because they're trying to be forced into a mold that they don't fit in. Yeah, because I feel like I'm like on the verge of snapping. Definitely on the verge of snapping. I mean, I actually did, but I'm not going to get into it. But <laughs> Yeah, like you can only share certain stories until like years later after you yeah. learn from them. Like that. I definitely, years later, but I definitely did actually snap. Um, and it's like. But you stood it, in your shit. You yeah, did. exactly. And I knew what was, I mean, what other people perceived as doing wrong, but right. I still stand by that it was not wrong. But um, it's just. Having that awakening made me realize I have to go. Oh yeah, I that like that's just my like that's my mood now. And like I was just talking to Iman like before this, I'm like I kind of feel silly like making this goal for myself. But I'm like no, like it's so many people that do it, and I just have to like again like you said, I have tunnel vision about it, and I have to like you know my my spend like it's silly like I don't even I'm not even close to my goal and my savings. But I like the fact that I've gone. Like, what, three weeks now without touching my savings? Mm-hmm. That is, like, I'm, like, wow, I'm really doing it. That's, ach- that's such an achievement for me. And I'm, like, I'm I'm pushing through. Like, I'm doing it. And I'm, like, I can do this. And I have to keep on saying to myself, like, I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. And also, when you fake who you are, it makes other people uncomfortable. And they won't even know why. I was actually listening to the Friend Zone podcast and I'm so mad, but I got this idea from Hey Friend Hey, and she had a guest. It was an amazing episode. Mm. Shout out to one of our um, listeners who actually um, told me to listen to it. I'm going to find her right now because I want to give her a shout on Twitter. But, um, I mean, I want to give her a shout out. Her name is Amber Steez at Amber Steez. Shout out to her for telling me to listen to this episode of The Friend Zone because it really, really, oh, my God, it, like, so touched me. But um, the woman was saying how when you shut down and you're not your full self, it does make other people uncomfortable. And they can't they can't even put their finger on it. Like, mm-hmm. yo, I don't know it's different, but the way this person acts is not right. So it's an injustice to everybody when you're not yourself. Mm-hmm. It really is. And it don't seem like that, but it is truly an injustice to everyone when you're faking it because vibes are real. Mm-hmm. And I know for a fact that when I go to work and I try to hide who I am because I am a lot, I am confrontational, my views don't necessarily match and they aren't, you know, the safest, uh, especially when you're one of the only um, non-white people in the office. I feel like I make people uncomfortable because I'm not being myself and I'm, I just don't want to be in a space like that anymore. Like from this point on, I want to surround myself with spaces where I, I I know I can't say what's on my mind verbatim all the time, but I at least want to be able to be the version of myself that means the most to me. Yep. You know, I'm like, we all are like 12,000 different people, depending on who we're in front of. But then I think it's a large part of us that you're like, yo, this is my self when I'm the happiest me. Like, this is myself when I'm with my friends. This is myself when I'm with my mom, when I'm being silly. And I'm like, I feel like I got robbed of that. I never get to be remotely myself. At anywhere I'm at, outside of with friends, I'm afraid to be myself on the mic sometimes. Afraid coworkers are going to find it. Afraid to be myself on social media because of niggas and family members. And I'm like, yo, that's why am I being cheated? I'd have been myself yeah, <laughs> all the exactly. time. 
And like me, like I recently got a new job and like I in the handbook it says something about like not showing tattoos. And I literally just got a new tattoo that like I'm so happy about because it's something that I've wanted like, you know, for a long time. And I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, even though it's like I talk to them, they're like, oh, it's not a big deal. Like that's old, like it's outdated yeah. or whatever. But I'm just like still like just mm-hmm. to, you know, just to be yourself. Like yeah. it sounds like such a like a grand like prize like okay maybe if I hustle hard I'll be myself but then I wish I was kind of myself from the beginning like I saw this thread recently on Twitter it was like black alternatives mm-hmm. uh, I actually saw one of our followers Elena she actually dropped a picture uh. you know <laughs> but I see these people and I'm like damn blue hair like piercings tattoos where do, how do you survive? Where do you work? Like, what do you do for a living? And I'm like, the only way is to just create your own way so you can be yourself. Like, the, I'd never want to necessarily be a celebrity, but the thing I like about celebrities is that when they go change their look, when they go, you know, do something extreme, like when Shia LaBeouf decides, I'm going to live in this art exhibit, it's like <laughs> not weird because people expect them to do things. Yeah. And I'm like, why can't regular ass people just have that as an expectation that we don't have to fall in line? Like, I don't want, I don't want to fall in line. My dad been saying something that recently, that I'm like, you know what? This is, you might be on to something. He said, this is the age of disrupt. Damn. God damn. <laughs> That's like, that should be the name. Yo, tell them to copyright that shit right now. No, y'all niggas better not steal that. This is the age of disrupt. And like, that's so true. What'd you say, Eric? You've heard that? I feel like you and, you and Sabrina Dad are probably reading the same content, though. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Your dad be, be sending me videos, time. informational videos, and that shit always makes sense. Oh, yeah, he sent me so, too, like, motivational, yeah. like, stuff. Yeah, yeah, and, like, things about, like, digital marketing and how to, like, protect your ideas, you know. Basic Scorpio shit. <laughs> how to not get my stuff stolen. Yeah, he's obsessed with stuff like that. Yeah, I just, I really, really um feel like I'm so uncomfortable right now, but, like, like, remember we used to always say to ourselves, like, get comfortable with being uncomfortable, that Jillian Michaels yeah. uh, quote. And it kind of, I felt like it started being overused so much that it just faded away in my mind. But now I'm so uncomfortable and I'm, like, forced to remember that again. Like, mm-hmm. I just need to get comfortable with this because being uncomfortable um, and doing what you want to do. It's way better than being uncomfortable and having like a steady like nine to five. Mm-hmm. It'll all that life will always be there. Like say you go on a whim, you do some shit and you fucking hate it, and you're like, yo, I don't like being a freelancer. This shit is too scary. Mm-hmm. I want to go back to a fucking desk job. Will always be there. I can Damn. tell you that right now. But and you can always like check back in when you're like in your thirties and you had kids. But like, why it's just me? I'm like, no, I want to just do something crazy. I want to do something crazy. I want to live a crazy, beautiful, fun life. That's why life. people think I'm fucking joking. I'm literally leaving. <laughs> or, <laughs> going. Like, um, this fashion blogger, she passed away. We talked about her before. Her name was Carzada Rodriguez. You know, when she was like, a few days before she passed, she went on Instagram Live, and she was like, go. Do it now. Don't wait. And she said that shit, and it sent chills down my spine because I'm like, if you are on your deathbed today or tomorrow, can you get a chance? To, did you say that you live your life to fullest? Mm-hmm. I feel like ninety percent of us are going to say no. Yeah, I, I know definitely fall in that category. I fall in that category, and I'm definitely trying to change it. But like, I know somebody. Shout out to my friend Kyle. He can one hundred percent say he did what the fuck he wanted to do, and he was not no slave to you know. To, to clocking in. And I'm I'm just 
listen, I learned. It took me a, a little bit. I was, you know, working for the man, and there's nothing wrong if that works for you, mm-hmm. but it makes me very uncomfortable. So I plan on doing something about it this year. Um, I plan on failing. I plan on giving some shit up. I plan on selling anything I have to sell Hello. so that I can be happy. Because I make, I'm making good money, and it's that ain't it. It's become very apparent to me that chasing the dollar alone, because I'm always going to be about getting some money, mm-hmm. it's, just not, it's just not it for me. So say your goals out loud. Get a little bit uncomfortable. And don't be ashamed of your goals if they aren't regular-ass goals. Exactly. It's true. And the thing is... I, I know people like, oh, I don't want to say that the evil. the I feel like the greatest, the only person that can make you fail is like you. Nobody else. That negative energy, when people try to put it out, it bounces back only. It bounces back on them. Seriously. And it's not going to be on I you. I think a lot of people consider a stumble a failure. It's not a failure unless you give up completely. Like, if like let's just say um when Beyonce uh, and them lost on Star Search, right? Mm-hmm. Girls' time. Let's just say when they lost on Star Search, they considered that a failure and like walked away. No, it's just a bump in the road. It's only a failure when you literally stop and you allow that to make you. It's otherwise, it's just a good ass story. It's a good ass autobiography. It's the shit that I thrive on hearing. Oh, Oprah lost what? Tina Fey did what? Like you need, we need that. It's all a part of a good ass story. Yep, because I know when I get to New York, I'm just gonna be so many people that be like, nope, 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 nope. But I'm like, I'm here. That's half the battle. Say no. Yeah, but like I was watching the Today Show. And this lady, because it was cold out, and like usually it's a lot of people on today's show, but it wasn't that many people because it was cold, so they let them in the studio. And this lady was like, Oh, Hoda, like you spoke at my university graduation like years ago. And Hoda was like, What did I say? And she was like, You just kept on saying, like, you know, um, like follow your dreams, like never give up, and like never take no for an answer. Mm. And so many successful people always say that and never take no, no for an answer. No, take no for an answer, no matter how many doors are closed in your face. In the words of Katy Perry, Maybe the reason why all the doors are closed to lead you to the one to take you to the perfect road. I think she said that or something like that. T. Either way, like, it's, it's, I mean, it's something I really take with me when, I, and I hate to shout her out, but the woman who said, girl boss, she says, never know is always not yet. Yeah. And that's, I take that with me. Like, the answer is. She's a fraud, but she's, she's right. She's a fraud, but fraud, <laughs> even, even <laughs> niggas, fraud ass niggas got points sometimes. <laughs> You gotta take your point. I mean, yeah, she she trash. Yep, just like Bridget, Bridget Bardot was fucking racist, but she said, "I leave before I get left." I decide. Yeah, I mean that shit bang. Points were made. <laughs> what the fuck you gonna do? <laughs> you can hate the player, but you really cannot hate the game. And I was just leaving it there. And I'm gonna say, I'm gonna wipe my hands of that one. <laughs> Hope y'all enjoyed the show. Cause I really got nothing else to get that. That sums it up. <coughs> you can hate the player, but you one thing you cannot do is hate the fucking game. Cause Points. the game gonna be the game. <laughs> Ain't that how old head advice be? <laughs> but, but I tell you one thing: if you bring it back, the game gonna be the game. Play it to play. <laughs> like what? Not wrong. You like Uncle Ronnie sound right though. <laughs> Uncle Leroy do have some points. He is on drugs, but (laughs) 
He know. If anybody would know, he it's him. He be knowing. All right, so that's it for this week's episode of Black Girl Brunch. Just want to give a shout out to everyone who has been leaving us these fabulous reviews and yes, ratings. thank you so much. The numbers are growing. You guys are actually listening, but not all of you are listening because we have like 90-something ratings and reviews, and we have over 1,000 listens per episode. Y'all better so rate, 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 Some rate. of you niggers are listening. <laughs> Some of you niggers are not listening. <laughs> we will find you. <laughs> we be knowing. Uh, also, shout out to everyone who's buying the shirts, the yes, long sleeve shirts. Yes, thank you so much. We really, truly appreciate it. Make sure you send us um, pictures um, wearing your shirts so we can um, follow on Instagram. Yes. I know this is shitty. Like, we actually have to post pictures of ourselves wearing the shirts, but we are getting to it. Like, we promise. Just want to make sure we take some fine-ass, cool-ass pictures with yes. them. Um also follow us on Instagram at Black Girl Brunch on Twitter at BLK Girl Brunch. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Iman Mate and Sabria at It's Frankenfem on Instagram and Frankenfem underscore on Twitter. Yeah, and make sure you hit us up on social. Uh, make sure you email us. We love hearing from you guys. We love hearing how you found out about us, especially because people who we don't know are starting to find out mm-hmm. about us. So shout out to y'all. Like we be we be hearing y'all little friends be putting you on so thank you um and have a good week and follow your fucking dreams and don't let no go and advocate for yourself period bye peace